keeping it real with Tanya and Nettie. We're up to series two, which is theory alignment. Hello, Tanya. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Yeah, really good. I've just got back from Canberra dropping my son off for uni. So it's... um. How do you feel? Yeah. Yeah, really good. Um, It's actually quite interesting. And it's interesting even like um in conjunction with what we've been talking about um to know how um the your being in your mind and being in your body actually create how you emotionally feel about a situation and everyone's been messaging me lovely friends and stuff saying how are you going I know this is going to be hard da, da, da. and every time someone else comes into my life with that question that you must be feeling this you must be feeling that I almost go all into my my uh, physical brain and I'm like, oh, should I be? And I can feel this sort of go down into my stomach where I go, maybe I am feeling sad or maybe I am feeling anxious. And then when I sort of center myself again to my normal state, I'm like, no, I'm not actually. I I can connect into him so well and I can feel his positive energy and his excitement and his joy and I know that I'm connected enough to know doesn't matter where I am I'll know how he's feeling so you know and I we kind of brought him up for this stage you know we taught him to cook and to clean and to fend for himself and be a good person and all those things so it's all like part of his journey and to me I'm excited until someone asks how I'm going and then I second guess myself so yeah don't do that no and it and it's it's been a thing where I can literally feel the shift in my body and I go oh hang on a minute and then you said that tiny bit of anxiety and so I know next week we're going to talk a lot about my uh, the anxiety and um her mental um stability and mental health um and that was a little sort of touch on it for me because I'm not someone who normally gets a lot of anxiety or things like that I have in my life but not in a big deal so yeah and it was showing the connection we spoke many times about a connection of a mother and a child that they get you sort of get from birth and that really never that sort of energy cord never leaves and um if you stay in the right zone and they're in the right zone, then that energy connection is really good. It doesn't matter where you are. You can really feel that. So, and I know you'll have that with your son when he gets at that age and mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Aww. And I think any mother that's going through this, the more you can just stay sort of true to your own instincts, the more you're going to make that an easy process of them moving forward. So, yeah. yeah and, and if your instincts are anxiety or fear or let that, let that be there, but don't yeah. let other people put their experiences onto you, I think is kind of what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. The, 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 the word it was, you must be feeling, you must be feeling was everyone keeps saying to you. And I'm like, Oh, must I? <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Am I not um, doing this right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Maybe I'm yeah. not a good mother. You know, I, I'm not yeah. crying as I'm leaving. I'm, I'm hugging him saying, this is such a beautiful adventure. So, and you know, look, I've been away from him for not even 24 hours and he's rang me three times. So, Hey mom, how do I thicken up the butt? a chicken <laughs> hey Aww. mom I can't turn the gas oven on because we've never had a gas oven how do you do that so yeah but he had a he's got a five share roommate so he had a big Chinese new year last year last night because one of the friends is from China so he's getting a beautiful cultural experience as well so nice yeah Wonderful. fun fun mm, very good so how have you been what's what where are you at <laughs> um I kind of feel like I'm definitely coming out of the grief and grief. I'm seeing, I'm definitely seeing the value in the end of the relationship. I'm uh, no contact and I'm seeing the value in that. And I'm, but what I was going to say is I think grief is a really normal thing that for me I just kind of dove into it you know it was it was okay I'm sad I'm gonna let myself be sad and I'm gonna cry and I'm gonna grieve what could have been but what and also sadness over truly like what was because it was challenging and and difficult and so because throughout, like, I could always kind of see what was happening, but I could see also what could happen. 
and it was the could happen. <clears throat> like, do you remember when you said that you could see like different salts being put on a scale? Like yeah, if you yeah. just had pink salt, <laughs> you know, and, and the pink salt, I think being his journey, if you just journeyed, you know, um, and then we'd have pink salt and it would work. So I could always see that. So it was letting go of that yeah, as well. And, um, and then I've also seen, um, some more sort of connections in some patterns from childhood and, and, you know, with a situation that happened with my dad, where I won't get into the details, but where I was just like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I can see why I took this on in the relationship based on my parental figure and the way that he um, conducts himself. So yeah, it was nice. It's, it's nice. Like I'm, I'm coming out of it. I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm yeah. getting my energy back, you know, where I'm getting things done and it yeah. was really and interesting as you just said the pink salt thing I actually saw a second scenario of you taking the pink salt off and it was that was a choice you know you could have taken pink salt off yours to balance and not being who you really are but you have chosen no I have pink salt you know I want to keep that on my side and to do that that means that our relationship is not going to balance and not going to work and I'm going to keep the pink salt and I'm going to walk away with the pink salt and see what happens and that's a really brave thing to do and it was interesting spirit showing me that like that you actually had two choices there um, and you choose you chose to be strong in yourself and knowing that that was a positive part of you, the pink salt, that to stay in a relationship like this and maybe in the relationship with your father, that pink salt never was there. And so you were like, I'm going to keep that added. That's a positive for me. That's an alignment of who I am. That's my growth moving forward. So they're kind of celebrating the fact that in what you've done here is actually really strong to be able to keep uh, a, a something that doesn't balance and say, no, I'm going to keep that. I'm going to have that in my life moving forward, even if it means this pain and this stuff in this person that I thought I was going to be with forever is not going to be part of that. So yeah, well done. <laughs> not on you. Well, thank you. Because for quite some time, people were like, you've really done a very brave thing. Like, you know, they're like, there's, I know so many people, sorry, I'm trying to twist my chair here. There's so many people that never do that and they never put themselves first and they never um stand up for their themselves and what they need and they just suffer through these relationships and they're like you're so brave and you know in the in the grief and the pain of it of of losing because there's a difference between being compatible and and deeply caring for somebody you know yeah. so I care for him very much, but we, we just became incompatible, but the, it didn't feel brave. It felt awful. Like yeah. it felt awful, but now I'm seeing that. And, and I've really gotten to that place in my life. Like, I know what I want. I know what I'm looking for. And I'm not willing to, um, not have those things in my life. I, if nothing else, this relationship showed me more of what I need and what I can compromise on and what I can't because there's some things I can't compromise on and I'm not willing to. Yeah. The cost is too great. Yeah. And I believe I believe the pain of staying somewhere where you're not valued is way more painful than leaving. Way more painful. Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like at the time because it's such an intense painfulness over a yeah. short time compared to a long you know, if you can see yourself exactly. in 20 years in the same shoes, getting the same stuff dished out, thinking that I'm sure this is going to change, or you spend a year, you know, in like intense sadness and grief that slowly gets better. And then you go, wow, in 12 months time, look where I am compared to 20 years time where I'm still in those same shoes exactly. going, going, I'm sure it's going to get better. And dulling <laughs> And, and dulling your own self, like there was an aspect where, and, and I mean, you saw it, Nettie, where I wasn't, 
celebrated for my strength and for my, um, I want to say bigness, but that's not the right word, but like I can fill up a room, you know, with yeah. my energy and, and I have a lot to say and, and I just wasn't celebrated for yeah. who I truly am. So, yeah. So I just, I just, it's just getting better. It's getting better. I'm getting there, man. And it feels good. It yeah. feels good. I did see him a week or so ago. He had to come by and grab a few things and I, you know, keeping it all together. I'm like, yeah, I got this. I'm going to do and you're going to get your stuff and then you're going to leave. And then he was asking me about this car thing that I've been going through and I'm talking and then <laughs> bawling. And he's very tender and sweet. And, you know, so he hugged me and I was like, I'm sorry. It was just hard to see him because it's this, it's this representation of what could have been. Yeah. You can still see the other part. It's like, oh, hang on. Have some pink salt. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't want someone that doesn't want to grow with me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I bawled my head off and I still cry a lot, but like, I just, again, I still feel really soft and squishy and I'm enjoying being soft and squishy, but sometimes it's inconvenient when, you know, I'm just all of a sudden like, <laughs> but, yeah. 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 And it, and even that strength in what you did then, you know, you burst into tears and he's comforted you. Maybe we should still, still see each other and you're like, ah, ah, you know, like, yeah, no, I said no. <laughs> Yeah, that that's a hard thing again. You're you've given another door and you've got to shut that door again. It's like, hang on a minute, don't make this harder for me. So, okay, I got a question that kind of leads into the topic of today. We're going to talk about our bodies. Um, so we talk, we've got the triangle where we've got diet, mind, which we've touched on both of those, and we're talking about um, our body. Do you notice? Did you notice anything physically physical uh, with your body from? Um, the grief or from the breakup um that you can think of like or even that how your body reacted to having going from having someone who you're touching and being around all the time to not touching and being around the I would say the biggest thing that I and and I'm probably going to tear up deeply missing is being touched yeah oh my gosh like I will just sit there and just grieve having someone touching me yeah and it shows the power of touch doesn't it when you get that taken away in an intimate way or even just in any way you know like to be honest that's what I'm going to miss the most I'm connected to Will but even from a family member I'm going to miss that touch that hug and even that walk past in the hallway although you don't touch your body's that your your energy connects because you get a lot of stories out of your energy without having to verbalize things and that that you can't yeah definitely missing touch um as I said I was very tired for quite some time like I just didn't have the energy to really kind of get going on things um yeah low energy and missing touch does that is that answering the question yeah that's perfect yeah yeah so that sort of stems back to what we were what I got in the download about how important it is actually to um be around people energetically or be around objects energetically so your body actually as a uh, the energy field around your body when you walk past things actually exchanges energy connection without you realizing right and we sort of we can know that but that's why people walking through forests or going for a walk on the beach or anything that actually has um a living or um orgasm orgasms organisms (laughs) i miss those too nettie i miss those too (laughs) that was a freudian slip Uh, um, i don't want to say it but since you brought it up (laughs) um yeah so uh, and also with people, when you go into crowds and to things, you know, we were meant to be, we breed in pairs for a reason. We were not meant to be on our own. And so they were explaining in a lot of detail how important that energetic exchange is and how much it actually fuels us. And without that, we will get really tired. So if you're used to being near someone, your bodies will automatically just uh 
fuel each other. It's like kinetic energy, you know, the, the way that we move actually creates more energy within our body. So if we stop moving, we stop doing it. That's why sleep is quite interesting because we are stopping yet we're refueling. And that's, as we spoke about the whole, the way that works in sleep is interesting. But during the day when you're moving body, you're actually creating motion and kinetic energy. And when you actually do that, you can pick up each other's kinetic energy by being near each other. And so when you don't have someone near you, you will find that you'll get that real tiredness. You'll, you'll be yawning, you'll be tired. And so even things like we do via Zoom, there's a certain amount of energy that you'll feel spiritually, but physically you, know, you don't get anything from that. And so being in person is, is really um, important to be. It's sort of like, a, I don't know, it's like plugging into a tap and when you don't get that anymore. Um, it, they actually spoke about um, the solitude and torture, the way that they used to torture people was to actually take them away from people. Um, and part of the reason that works so well is not only because our mind doesn't get to feed off other people's minds, but our body also doesn't get that energetic um, exchange yeah. of energy so that we really need. So if you're ever feeling tired and things like that and you don't have people around just walking or going through forests or, you know, down to the beach or things like that, you'll actually pick up the energy. That thing people say, hug a tree, hug a tree. Yeah. Like it seriously works. <laughs> it's it's that physical I, side. Of it, so. I think though <laughs> in my particular situation, I think that it, instead of it being sort of that, that, that give and take, it shifted into very much a take. Yeah. which left me depleted and yeah. there wasn't a um and remember they called it energy transference there was the bad energy transference where the person would take your energy and then leave you depleted yeah unfortunately so yeah. I, I think that's part of the rejuvenation that I needed to do and that's something that I need to be really cognizant of of re reciprocity you know yeah. moving forward and it's not like I was I was perfectly aware that there wasn't reciprocity but it was, you know, having the faith that, you know, healing would happen. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, touch. Now that's, that's, that's the biggest one. I'm a touchy person. I, I when I care about people, I'm very touchy with them. So just yeah. not having that or having a bad day and having someone that hug, I come home and gives me a hug and, you know, oh, I'll take care of dinner, that kind of thing. That's, I, I really miss that support. Yeah. And they, and, yeah. you know, interesting, they, when they did the, they talked about diet and they talked about mind and body, they talked about like mind, they talked about the art of discussion, but body, they talked, the one thing they said was touch. The importance mm -hmm. of touch was the, the words. And so it's interesting that that's exactly what you missed the most with the body was the importance of touch. So, um, yeah, uh, and I've like in the notes that you'll read, um, if, it, if anyone ends up reading what I finished writing, you know, they talk a lot about touch and how um, interesting they talked about um, breeding and the physical side of the way we were built. And so they talked about that we were obviously designed with all different shapes. Are and you sizes. actually calling sex breeding? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> no, not no, no. That they're, they're talking about that. There's a difference between sex and breeding. So breeding oh, is a certain, okay. Breeding is okay, a certain so age. Breeding, as far as like we're making babies, we're mating. Yeah, we're mating. Yeah, not okay. not having. Okay, sex. that sounded so funny. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what are we here, Nettie? Are we zebras? Like, I know because breeding's not a word <laughs> I would say either. But they talk. They speak about breeding all the time, and they talk about the ages between 16 and 32. That that what's we going were on? You're back to talking about sex. <laughs> so, <I know. laughs> it's not me. It's... <laughs> but they talked about physical attraction between 16 and 22, and how we sort of go out of our mind and into our body a lot more from that age group right and that we were all built different shapes and sizes so that when we are in our physical we actually attracted on purpose to certain people so we will um we'll have certain attributes that you just won't know why you'll go oh, I you know I'm attracted to people with brown eyes and dark hair and you know um you know uh tall or short or whatever it is and they said that we've been given those attractions for a reason that we our soulmate is that 
you know, the people that we're meant to breed with, and they're saying there's many of them, but that we can breed with. We are meant to, uh, it's meant to help us steer into the right connection that our bodies will make a good child. Um, so it was quite an interesting little um, thing. That's, that, why, and that's why young adults are going through that sort of sex phase where they're just having fun and, and having sex is because they're they're physically being attracted to these people because they're in the breeding phase. Yeah, that's right. And certain people, and they're, they're not meant to all be attracted to the same one. So when we all try and look like each other, you know, our society at the moment, they were talking about was trying to, everyone's trying to physically look alike. You know, we've got sort of a marketing image or a few marketing images of what we're meant to be. Um, you know, we're all getting lips done and things right, done. To right, right. Big, big butts in Australia at the moment is the big thing, you know, like, and, and that is an attraction signal that you're actually taking away from your mating pair, if that makes sense. Oh, interesting. So you're transforming your physical body to something that it wasn't meant to be. And your mating pair is attracted to the one that you were, not the one that you're trying to be. Which if is that makes interesting sense. because between like 16 and 22, when they are so in the physical body, because at that time, you're not as much worried about values and and compatibility and conflict management and all of that. Like you're truly just animalistic. She's almost. hot. He's hot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's yeah. very much about the physical. So if people, so what I'm hearing you say is if people are changing their physical, they're changing what would naturally become a, what, someone would they're, naturally be sexually attracted to away yeah their right breeding partner so they're the the one that they are meant to breed with and then therefore they often they, they, they were saying that you can end up not finding your thing because you match with this person but you don't actually and you can't work out kind of why it is and it's your both you know one of you or both of you have falsified your appearance to the point that you're being attracted to the wrong um you know kind of physical body physical body yeah and to be honest I was like kind of blown away by that because I hadn't really I hadn't thought ever that thought way. that that was a thing either yeah and it's, then I started looking I at my husband's I would have put it more netty on like a, like a soul level for attraction and, and that, but that actually makes sense because of that physicality, that physical sexuality at that age, yes, which I have now in my forties, I'm like a freaking 20 year old. Yeah. So it's interesting. You talk about that though, because what they then talk about is that when you're in your 30, late thirties, forties and fifties, your, your attraction changes. And so you're, because you're, say when you're in your fifties, you're 40% in your, your intuitive soul mind rather than your physical soul mind, then you're actually, when you see someone, you think you're just looking at physical, but you're actually picking up all those intuitive signs. So you'll go, oh, he's really attractive or she's really attractive. And then when you look at, when someone else looks at it and goes, I don't see that, you're like, oh yeah, I do. It's because you're intuitively being attracted to them at the same time. And you can't quite right. pick what it is, but you're like, he's just got this thing or she's just got this thing that I just really like. And you'll get that within friendships as well, they said. So it's not just um, a physical sexual thing and um, as people get into their 40s and 50s their their uh, friendships become extremely important just as their single relationship does it comes it becomes stronger so you might actually bond to someone who you're not breeding needing to breed with if that makes sense and you'll be kind of oh you know for me I'm obviously attracted to men and my husband's uh, and I've been to it for a long time, but they're sort of saying that I'll find friends who will be, I will have this attraction to not in a physical way, but in a, in a intuitive way that I'm really like, enjoy their company and enjoy their relationship. And it becomes really crucial in your life, but it won't become a sexual partner because your um, physical versus your uh, intuitive balance changes out from there. So you'll hear a woman say in her 50s say, actually, I just want to be held, you know, like what they don't realise is one of the most um, things for me is when they um, hold, come up behind me and hold me gently or 
hug me or sit on the couch with me, I get so much out of that just as much as I do out of a sexual relationship. But when you're 18 and 19, it's like, you know, you're holding hands you wanna, on it. You, you want to. Then, then you're like, okay, you know, like this isn't yeah. enough, you know, and yeah. they're sort of showing that balance and why that is there. We don't need to breed anymore. So we don't need to be attracted into physically. In fact, our bodies will stop being into that breeding the, when you actually go through um, uh, menopause or for men, um, the equivalent of their menopause, it, you actually um, will get very much your attraction from a intuitive will kick in even more is what they were saying. So that'll be interesting. So those... you're just not as interested in the physical. Yeah, you still are. So but your balance is different. So you definitely will get a lot out of just um, that, that uh, I'm trying to see if they can give me the words for it, that the being in, being in the one. So the energy exchange that we talked about, that energy exchange of just being together, um, you'll get a lot out of that rather than having to use your sexual organs is the word that they're saying which is again thank you very much for sounding you sound like an idiot <laughs> <laughs> anyway so meaning you'll be just as fulfilled with physical touch as you would with sex yeah and they're saying equally they're showing me a big equal sign so you can equally be fulfilled and almost equally get to a point of orgasm from not having to be actually physically like you can you can have a mental ex energy exchange that will get you to that same level um of yeah of love and arousal arousal yeah yeah so are we are we venturing sort of into like a tantra type talk like a tantra sex or I don't know. I, I I don't know. That's not a word that they used, but um, I suppose so in some ways. You know, that's exactly what tantra is. It's 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 you know energetic, not touching. So yeah, possibly. I think it's also what they're saying is it's it's an exchange. It's a different um, purpose. So they're saying to me that the point is that the purpose is different. So the purpose of the other one is physical and breeding and the purpose one is companionship, understanding, love, all those sort of Connection. things. Connections. So a fit that they're saying it goes down to the, so that you were given ears to hear, you were giving voice, mouth to speak, you are giving eyes to see. And so what they're saying is that as you get into that thing, you will, that age group and less away from the physical, you will get so much more from actually listening to someone and so much more from being heard or speaking to someone and being heard. Like you'll feel a love connection through those sort of things and you will desire that and need that. Um, so although even like a relationship, they're saying in the you, you're two people in their 40s, 50s, they have great sex, but they're like, but there's something missing, you know. And when you the same two people in their 20s are like having great sex, this is awesome. We could just go on like this for forever. And then as you get older, that and so one thing they were talking about with the matching of the partners, and they're showing me that people getting into their 40s and 50s often will split up because they they matched incorrectly with their breeding partner um, due to either rushing. So they're saying rushing, like people will rush into that sexual thing and then they'll go, oh, okay, we're sexually connected. Right now we're going to get married. And then they get to a point down the thing where when that balance changes, they're like going, oh, we're actually not, we don't match on a soul level. We don't match on an intuitive level. We matched on a physical level. Um, and so, and sometimes they didn't even match on a physical level. Their just hormones were so much that they were just like, okay, we're well, in the right spot at the right yeah, time. We're, we're in breeding season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're just going to do it. So yeah. they're saying that a lot of people will have a battle in their kind of 40s, 50s to wonder why the person that they loved is now someone that they still love but don't feel attracted to and they're showing me a situation of someone coming up beside someone and touching a partner touching another partner and they pull away and they're starting to go I actually don't want your physical touch anymore but that's all we had 
And so when you, um, when, cause you're able to shut off your intuitive, but you can't shut off your physical. So a partner can come into the room and you can, you can have no sort of intuitive connection with them because you choose not to. You might be having an argument or you might just be at a situation in your life where you're not going, I, I don't connect to them intuitively. And so you cut that off. But when they then come up to you and touch you, because you don't have that intuitive connection already, it's like an unexpected touch because you're not like touch you'll feel before it happens, your energetic surrounding, someone comes into your presence and especially when you're intuitively there. Like I could close my eyes and I could tell you the minute my husband walked in the door without hearing him because I can feel him. And when he goes on holidays, I can literally feel him driving away with that connection. And I can say to him, oh, you've just stopped in the car at a petrol station because I can feel that the energy's paused at where he is and I can feel it go away. We're very, very, very well connected energetically. But uh, they're showing me that that is why, you know, someone will come in and touch you. It doesn't even have to be a partner, be anyone. And you can go, oh, I don't feel like that. I don't want that. And often that's a sign that you don't have any um, intuitive connection. And unless you work on the intuitive connection, you're going to have nothing but physical and the physical is not going to meet your needs because you're going to be saying actually I get arousal from that other side as well that I'm not getting very 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 true my friend and I were just talking about this yesterday about you know in relationship to have that need for that um emotional and energetic connection and to being unable to just actually connect sexually just in the physical to just yeah okay I'll be honest we called it bang a rando <laughs> that's, very with, that's very different that's very different very different language <laughs> than spirit is using I'm sure because theirs would be like mate a unknown soul yeah. a with an unknown soul but anyway so banging a rando um and it's just like it just doesn't do it for me like yeah. I'm just I'm not interested I want emotional connection I want in intelligent connection like through intelligence and I just want so much more from my connections than even three years ago when I first started dating Kevin yeah what I wanted is has changed considerably yeah and that's because that balance has changed for you too. And so the more intuitively and as you age, then the more that is going to become so important for your attraction. It's like- Oh, I still really like sex though, just so we're clear. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's different. And, and that's why I think they're not using the word sex and they're using the word breeding. And they're, they're basically putting them in two buckets because sex is something that you will enjoy throughout your whole relationships right and they're, they're saying that touch bit where you can do it you can have someone that touches you like that and you go ah but at the same time you both need sex and you have sex and it's great right but then the rest of the day you're just feeling not disconnected and you don't even want them to touch you so it doesn't mean you can't have good sex because you still have a huge amount of your body that's in the physical and when that works it just works right okay so this makes sense um, i know yeah. how it relates to me now <laughs> You know, this download is about your life, right? <laughs> I'm, Nettie, I'm sitting here listening to you. And here's what happened the other night when um, he came over, I was looking at him and like, I've lost a lot of respect here. I'm not going to lie. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, oh my God, I would love to jump on top of you. Like, yeah. I'm like, Why? <laughs> why like there's nothing else here why do I still want to have sex with you yeah because thank you spirit now we know you're welcome that... everybody in podcast land <laughs> I very much apologize to the next man that comes into my life that <laughs> that has to learn all of this through the podcast <laughs> oh, because, I never thought um, about that <laughs> love it yeah I'm well I've kind of started dating Oh, I haven't. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't gone on a date you yet. You heard it first here on episode four. <laughs> What's that? I said you heard it first here on episode yeah. four. <laughs> yeah, 
So, but there's definitely a front runner in the competition. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it, it's, it's really interesting, but like, I was kind of thinking about, oh God, like, what if he listens to my podcast? Like, he's gonna like <laughs> I'm like, if you want to get to know me, just listen to the podcast. But anyways, yeah. Like, and, and I'm like, I'm looking at, at him going, ugh, like ugh, on so many levels, but like, ugh. so now I understand that makes perfect sense. Because yeah. there was a, we connected in the physical, we did not connect in the intuitive, which is why there lacked empathy. There lacked the ability to, to understand my perspective. There lacked the ability to have that nice, like energetic exchange and that like um, intuitive um, ability to read each other and to yeah. navigate situations. But there was still that physical connection because that's all that was left. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just saying to me that it's called the no words discussion, which is I've actually written about, but I had forgotten to bring that up. So you have a connection of um, where you have no words, but um, you have a discussion. And so on a soul level, you're, you're, you're chatting all the time, right? And so when you are both in your intuitive, you don't need to say things to know how each other feels. Truth. Yeah, it's the truth. So, they label that the no words discussion. And when your relationship doesn't have that, there's constant misunderstanding. And when yeah. you say something, they take it the wrong way because they're not getting the rest of the, the dialogue. Yes. They're not getting the, they're hearing it like black and white, literal. Yeah. The words instead of seeing the different perspectives and motives and intentions and who the person is that is speaking. Yeah. And so they, so they are paralleling with my download. So although the download was half an hour, it's like, you know, 10 weeks of writing to actually get that down. They're saying in one sentence, like, um, you know, uh, I'm disappointed you didn't tell me you were going out tonight. That is the human version of what you'll hear physically. But intuitively, you could hear a novel back your exchange yes. novel you know I'm sad about this because of this this is how I feel blah 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 and when you only get that one word that one sentence they physically take that as a as a as a kind of a hit well, why should I have to tell you what I'm doing all the time shouldn't you just know where it, like and it's like oh, okay oh, and so they're saying what well, I the, the download that I had is a download that everybody does every single day and when that but but they don't realize it because what it is, it's just a fast exchange of a, a lot of knowledge. And when you take that out of the picture, you're not going to understand each other because you're just hearing one word with no, like you're hearing a title of the book is what they're saying, but you're not hearing the chapter. So you're guessing what the what's in the book. And then you're like, no, 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 you've totally misunderstood me. <laughs> you know? like, and then you're uh, relying only on words. Yeah, just the heading. Just the, yes. just the yeah. You know, it's interesting because um, the guy that I've been chatting with that we're, I'm sure at some point we'll go on a date, um, just kind of getting to know each other. He said, you know, I just, he's like, I'm not in a rush. And I'm like, neither am I. I'm like, but honestly, like it's, it's online dating is weird because you can feel like there's a vibe and there's a connection when you're chatting, but you don't actually know if that vibe and connection exists until you're like physically in front of each other. So at least when we meet people in the real world and we um, meet them, we immediately get that intuitive sort of yeah. kick, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, there's just something there. And then you kind of get to know them. Whereas this way you're getting to know them, but you're not really sure if there's actually that like energetic chemistry almost yeah. and I don't necessarily well I mean sexual but I don't necessarily mean that where there's just that vibe where it actually feels um, yeah. bigger picture as opposed to very sort of black and white yeah yeah oh absolutely I know when I met everyone you know talks about when my husband and I met we were 17 and they're like you know what was it like and we both said oh I just instantly knew you and we had that physical instant connection but not only on a physical, sexual sort of way, but we also had it mentally, like we were mentally stimulated by each other. And we very early on could just, everything just flowed. 
And you, you, would mm -hmm. ne you wouldn't get that over a computer. You just, I mean, you, you do have an energy exchange to some point. I mean, look at the two of us, really. We, we don't know each other, didn't know each other, but we uh, intuitively, we are so connected. And it's just, yes, yes. you know. But, but you and I are different breeds. Yes, true. But so yeah. when you then, you know, if I hadn't met Andy this way and then gone and seen him physically, it would have been like, oh, wow, you know, or oh, yeah. no. You know, and that's yeah. what, that's hard. Yeah. 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 And I love that you talked about the misunderstanding because that happened a lot. Yeah. Like, okay. you know, one time I, um, we had to pay for something. It was like a guitar lesson or something. And I'm flipping through, um, the, uh, bank records and I'm like, Oh, did I pay this? I can't remember. Da, da, da. And he looks at me and he's like, why are you asking like, why are you asking me all these questions about the budget? And I'm like, what? I was like, talking out loud. <laughs> right? Like, what What just happened there? But there was this, oh, my God, spirit. Okay, they just put something else together. This is lovely. So, but yeah, there would be a lot of that. And I'll share, I'll get down to sharing this because I'm the living example. Yay me. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was weird. There would be a lot of that. And I'd be like, I would feel very unseen. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, why are you not seeing where I'm coming from? Like, I don't understand. I'm yeah. giving it all to you. And you're just not seeing it or feeling it. You're just hearing literal words. And the connection, they're telling me to talk about it. Um, my, I've had issues with my father for a very long time. And I apologize to my dad if he listens to this, but uh, hell will probably have to freeze over before that happens. And <laughs> he sent me a message the other day and I was supposed to be working on these. Um, they're asking me to talk about it. So I hope there's a point. I was supposed to be working on these examples for work where his coworker was and family friend was helping me with them. So as we both know, I've been, you know, spending most nights honestly laying on my couch eating blue cheese feeling sad and I've you know just <laughs> slowly been coming out of it but it it wasn't like oh I can't handle life it was like I'm diving into how much this hurts I'm just gonna do it because I want to get through it so I'm just gonna if I don't feel like having doing anything I need to rest I need to recharge spirits orders that's what I'm gonna do so it's not like I was a complete mess but I'm just going through the motions anywho he sends me a message and he's basically got really, really critical with me and was like, oh, well, you know, don't waste his time. And if I thought it, like if I was in his shoes and you didn't send these back to me, I would be feeling like you don't care and you're wasting my time and you're not making it a priority and blah, 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 blah. And I read, look at this message and I immediately started to cry for starters. I was like, that's really mean. <laughs> Like, I'm your daughter. Why are you talking to me like that? And so I cried. And then I responded and I was like, that's, oh, but he says, dot, dot, dot. I'm not being critical. It's your life. <laughs> Which is AKA for I'm being critical. <laughs> I'm being critical. So, so that's what I responded with. I responded with, um, so I find it really interesting that you think that you can be critical at best and shaming me at worst yeah. and then put in the caveat that you're not being critical and then all of a sudden I'm not supposed to see it that way then he comes back and he goes oh there you are again thinking that I'm treating you so badly I'm not treating you badly blah 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 and I'm like sitting there going oh pieces coming together seeing yeah. it understanding it but the way that you're explaining it is this these people are more in their physical than their yeah. intuitive. And it's not so much that they are jerks or they're this or they're that. It's that they do not have a balanced perspective on what is in front of them. They are not being provided with the intuitive and energetic information that a person is putting out to them. They are not receiving it yeah. because they are too in their physical. 
I just got the biggest goof, goosebumps as you said that from the bottom of my toes all the way up through my head, what they call truth bumps. They are 100% agreeing Do you with what you're know saying. How much I have struggled in my life, Nettie, with being seen. Yeah. Over and over because I am early to the dance than most yeah. people when it comes to, um, I'm just going to call it like 5D or something, you know, I have been early to the dance. Yeah. I've had these abilities. I've had the ability to see other people's perspectives, to understand their motives, to understand where they're coming from, to see all of the music notes this is how they're showing it to me. All of the music notes that come with phrases or words. And then I do the same and it is not received with the music notes. So so really what you are is aligned. Okay, so they're Haven't unaligned. Been, but no, yeah. but, but that's what it is. It's aligned. And the difference that they're showing me in my family, because you, we were talking last week, you know, how do you seem to have your shit together, Nettie? How come, you know, well, this You were works? raised way differently than I was. But the, the people I was interacting with were also aligned. Aligned. And the people you're reacting with, aren't right so when you're there around people who are not uh, for me it was made easier because I'm talking to someone who is in the right balance of where they are and where they're meant to be so you never actually got that deep wound like I have had of not being seen not being heard not being understood like I I I, this is a big epiphany this is honestly so I did when I went to work and I got, okay. I got into corporate, right? So I were, I was a woman in corporate men's world, right? Yes. Many years. And yes. there was, they would see me and they would shut down. They didn't know how to deal with a woman in that thing. But- Well, I was a police officer 23 years ago. Yes, yep. right? So we both know what that, that thing was. And they would literally change when I walked in the room because they couldn't say the things that they could. To, but I- I worked hard at changing that in my small group as a collective that was impossible. But um, so I do understand and I did come across those sort of things. But in my everyday home life and my thing, my family of 10 are all very aligned. So, you know, we have a lot of, in particular, my dad and my mom, just a connection and just understanding that was accepted. So we spoke intuitively just as much as we spoke physically. You know, you have the two voices. So, um, and if you've got someone who through fear or through abuse or through whatever reason, they won't go up into their intuitive, then you have got someone who only has a physical voice and only has physical ears. And so they can't hear what you're really saying. They can't see you for who you really are. And so you're fighting constantly because your balance is so much that you have both eyes and both ears and both mouths and but they're not being heard and you're not being understood for who you are so yes you, in, in many ways the sad part is that they're not where they need to be on a journey of realignment and you are and that's what this whole realignment is about it's actually getting all those people or as many people as we can back up to being aligned and not and breaking down those energies and fears and things like and anxiety and mental health that come with it and I think that leads into where we're going next week is to really discuss um, mental health and, um, you know, anxiety in particular they're talking about and, and why that occurs in the triangle of diet, uh, mind and body. And I think we've unpacked a lot of it today and a lot of understanding. And yeah. I'm so excited to see what anxiety I'm going to have next week. Yeah. <laughs> As our actor for the uh, you're on the role play (laughs) oh it just made it just it just made it click though it just made it make sense why I always feel like that and so as I'm looking for somebody new like not only am I looking for like open and effective and honest communication but you don't actually have to physically communicate like I'm a communicator yeah but I like the amount of times that I would be with Kevin and be like dude we gotta talk like, yeah. I don't understand what's happening here. We need yeah, to yeah. talk. And I don't have to do that with most people. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. say, oh, Nettie, we need to talk. We're having a misunderstanding. You know, yeah. you say something to me and I see all the music notes that come with it. I say something to you. You see all the music notes that come with it. So there's no misunderstanding. Yeah. But with him, 
I was like, is there something wrong with me? Like, why do I have to talk about everything? And it was absurd. And I completely understand it now. I love that because it actually puts also a how do I say this? Like a more benign reason on why it's like that, as opposed to judgments, like unkind, mean, critical, now believe me, my parents have been extremely critical and, and I, I haven't been seen supported or allowed to be big. Like I just talked about like 15 minutes ago. Yeah. So physical is very judgmental. When we go further down after yes. we're doing mental thing, judgmental comes very much when we when we're going to talk about that whole physical and ten percent as a teenager, and then how it changes into your intuitive. Judgment is huge. It's it's huge in the physical. There is no judgment in the intuitive. So when you get the balance wrong, you judge. You're very judgy. You're judgy of each other. You're hearing physical judgment of everything. So, and you start to worry about your appearance and the way you look more than you should. Like, it's not saying, if you are 100%, you know, spiritual and not judgy at all or worried about the way I look, you would be dead because you would be out of your body, right? So we're meant to, we've got eyes for a reason. We're meant to look at each other and see it's meant to be a physical attraction. They're all important things to have. So in no way are we saying we should... You know, you can go the, the the wrong way on both of these things, you know, exactly. like going back yeah. to balance. We're talking right? balance. We're always talking balance in the middle, not one or the other. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I don't know how long we've gone, but. <laughs> we're at 52 minutes, but I don't care. I'm going to keep going. I want to touch on what you said about judgment, because this is something that has come up numerous times in my life where people have been like, oh, like, okay, here's an example. I was having a birthday party. And we were all down on the beach. We're having a bonfire and we're having a super great time. This one gal comes and all of a sudden we're, we're chatting and I'm off with another friend and she gets up and she stomps away and she makes a stink and she leaves. And then she comes back and she's like, I'm leaving, I'm going home. So she grabs her stuff and she leaves. And this was kind of more like a more spiritually based sort of people. And as she leaves, they go, oh, well, you know, love and tolerance and and let's, let's just, you know, she's having a tough time. Like, let's just accept that. And, and, you know, and it was all this bullshit. And I'm like, oh my God, you guys, like, are you serious? What kind of grown human being comes here, acts like a crazy person, grabs their stuff, yells at us, nobody did anything and stomps away. And we're all like, just going to remain non-judgmental no <laughs> that is not what they're talking about they are not saying don't be discern they're like be discerning about who is in your company who you are around look at how depleted I was just for the last two months yeah from the people the company that I kept and this isn't a slight to Kevin I'm talking merely energetically yeah you know you we need to be discerning about the people that are around us. Judgment to me, the way they're explaining it to me right now is judgment, it's different how they're explaining it. They're saying it's like, oh, I have to look this way. I have to act this way. They're relating, I hope you can help me, Nettie. They're relating judgment to expectations of how they're supposed to operate. Yeah, they're saying judgment is ego and it's a ladder. So you have to put yourself into a ladder of where you're going. That's the way that there's there's levels of judgment. So there's that judgment where you're saying, okay, I'm going to compare myself against this other person yes. and therefore I put myself on the ladder. They're calling the, that a form of judgment. Yes. So they're saying that is physical judgment in just its general thing. Now, behavioral judgment is completely different to physical judgment. So when someone actually behaves in a certain way, it's still, it can be seen in a letter where they start going, okay, I'm on this part or that person. I, I would have reacted to there, I wouldn't. But it comes with a bucket of other things, which is your emotion, which is your heart, which is your, all those different things. And so they're saying that it's very hard to um, almost judge a, a behavioral judgment. <laughs> if that may or define behavioral judgment because it's so diverse and it's so thing but it's it's um it's less physical is what they're saying so it's less like oh she's got a big nose or she's got big hair it's like 
her reaction to this is different, but it's still just as important as physical judgment, if that makes sense. Okay, but is it, am I, are you hearing me, Nettie? Are you seeing me right now? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> are you, am I making sense when I'm explaining this discernment? So I can judge this, to me, judgment is I'm judging her and being like, she shouldn't be where she is and that's not okay. I'm better than that's yes. not what I'm You're putting saying. yourself on the ladder. Is yeah, one which of I'm not doing. Yeah. This is your journey. However, I don't want your journey around me. Yeah. That's discernment. Yes. Yes. So that's choosing that person is on the ladder and you're going, actually, I don't, I'm, I'm on a circle here. There's no ego attached to the circle. Yes. It's like, so, you know, they've got, they've got a ladder and that's like only a physical judgment and then your other judgment is your intuitive judgment which is a circle and it's like I know we're all on this together and I choose not to be on that ladder with you I choose to be on this circle over here and it's taking yourself out of that situation where people are judging in that way and they then compare in a learning and an exchanging way yeah. rather than a judgmental way yeah yeah the piece that they're just wanting to find very important to share is that they're saying this new age teaching of non-judgment is getting misunderstood to make yourself out to be a doormat. Yeah. And also the, the scenario that you talked about before is exactly people who are too much in their um, intuitive and too little in their physical. Yes. 100%. So, yeah. So that, they were that's making... very true about this particular person. Absolutely yeah. true. So, so they were making a, a kind of a, oh, it's all right, it doesn't matter. No, it does matter because we have physical bodies and we are in a physical world and yeah. our interaction physically is just as important. In fact, it is not until our like 70s and 80s that the balance actually starts to pass where physical becomes less than things. Most of it, our physical is stronger than our intuitive in our balance. So even in our 50s, it's 40%, right? So we're 60% still importance of physical. And we wouldn't be meant to be in that if we weren't meant to make some physical um, sort of consideration rather than just full intuitive. Don't worry, everyone. What you should be saying is, why has that person just got up and done that? That's not okay behavior. And then if you really want to help them, it's like intuitively I'm going to try and work out what it is or how how can they be called out on that behavior to say that's not okay or to say I'm not going to put up with that behavior. I'm not going to be around when that person does that again. Exactly. And, you know, they're your and choice. That's, but that's on not you know judgment. No, not at I all. Don't, I, there's no part of any of this where spirit is asking us to accept people where they are. Yeah. No. No. no, I, there's no reason for me to accept mediocrity in my life because I'm supposed to accept you where you're at. Yeah. No, I get to choose the, and, and they're showing me, and we are coming up to time here, but what they're showing me is that the discernment is required so that you have a healthy energy transference. If you don't have that dis discernment, you end up being drained in a, in an, in an unhealthy energy transference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and your your own alignment gets put out because you're dragged into their alignment. Yes. Of, you know, either either way, they're, they're either to one or to the other. And yeah, and it is not judgment at all. Like that's why when they were explaining judgment, they weren't explaining discernment because they, they are two different, they're two different um, Absolutely. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One we should have, one we shouldn't have as much. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I hope yeah. I hope that we actually explain those differences. So we're very much at time. Yeah. Do you have any other big points? Um, no, I have really bad lighting and I can't read my writing. So I've had to go on memory of what it is. So if I missed it, okay. um, it was meant to be well, missed. That's okay though, because <laughs> next, next week we are going to touch back on mine. So I don't think that this was like diet is the only thing we're talking about in that podcast and then mind and that's it. And, no. you know physical and that's it because a they all tie into each other and and yeah. b we're gonna you know in the time apart be provided with other aspects to the triad to be discussing further Absolutely. so next week as you said and I think it was kind of a good touch point is this woman that stomped off and you know you said that's somebody that's too in their intuitive which is very true 
which is actually what we wanted to touch on next week is the yeah. mind because we failed to to podcasts go anyways is the yeah. mind and how being too much in the intuitive can cause mental health including too much in the physical causes yeah. mental health and also um it, it equally it's too much uh in touch with your body and too much in touch with the intuitive body and too much in touch with the the diet like the way the diet works so those three things will come together next week um in in understanding the effects that they have on our mental health and our anxiety so yeah so i have a question yep am i going to be having like a massive panic attack this week or something like could you just give me a heads up what is happening because i'm done i'm not gonna work in a crappy way where i have to go have a panic attack in order to be able to come share it on this. Tell me, give me a heads up, Nettie, tell me. And I wish I knew, but sorry, you come with surprisingly through your week, whatever has has been downloaded, you have just done. So it's it's gonna, we spoke this today for like literally, you know, three, three minutes or, you know, and then we were straight onto it. It was like, let's just press record. So um, I always and, find it And I was listening to you talk and I was like, this isn't relating. This isn't relating. Oh, there it is. And you'll see it on the video. I go like this. I roll back in my chair and I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, very good. Oh, so my life story is out there. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you everybody for coming. Thank you for listening to both of us and Nettie's downloads. It was lovely to see you, Nettie, and we will see you all next week. Take care. And feel free to like and share. Um, we would love to be heard by more so that hopefully our discussions can help others. See you all.